I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. I make it cute, we make good food, and cocktails too, I'm here for you. Welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're here. I am so excited to just have a nice candid conversation. We are going to kick off this episode by just kind of like catching up. You know, we're buds, we're friends, we're pals. I want to tell you what I have going on in my life. I want to just like express some of my opinions, even though some of them may be a little bit late. Um, I'm alluding to something that I'm going to talk about in a bit. And then also I want to talk about my procrastination nation people. Um, and I want to talk about like my journey from being a total procrastinator to being slightly less of a procrastinator and making procrastination work to my advantage. So we're going to talk about a lot this episode. I'm so excited just to kind of get into it. Um, I do want to just like talk about like personal things and just like, I don't know, like I feel like one thing that I'm just like super excited about is I just booked the cutest Airbnb in all of the land. Um, I swear to goodness, it is this mini tiny house and it is so cute and it's in the woods and it's up in the Northeast and I'm so excited to go and, you know, like doing a whole little New England trip. I may talk about that in a future episode, um, maybe after I get back from it because I'm probably going to have to either record an episode while I'm on it um, or beforehand 
uh, just so that, you know, we're not left hanging, but that's not until the future. So, you know, let's kind of live in the now, but I just, one thing I want to do and one way that I'm kind of switching up the way this show is going to run is the first couple minutes, I do just want to like catch up and just like, you know, chat as friends and tell you what I have going on in my life. I know that you're here for, you know, a cocktail recipe or a food recipe or whatever it may be. But also, I think that you're also partially here for me. So with that in mind, I just want to talk to you and just, you know, give you a quick little update. So I just finished Bridgerton, finally. Yeah, I know. I'm like four months late or five months late. Like everyone was watching Bridgerton. Everyone was obsessed. I don't, I didn't get the hype behind these like British shows that take place in like you know the 1800s or whatever um but you know what I got the hype and let me just say this Shonda Rhimes you are amazing like you you're just always amazing and I just cannot um imagine but girl like just (sighs) episode six episode six like, I understand that we're off, like, network TV, but that was, like, girl, did you get something out? Like, were you, were you horny? Um, that's all I can say, because episode six, that should have been called episode sex. Um, there was just a lot of it, and, you know, we're, we're all here for it. It definitely moved the story along, um, and, you know, I think that was actually a pretty essential theme, uh, throughout the last couple episodes. But, um, yeah, girly, just, I, I knew they probably told you that you could have some, some nudity and, you know, show some more stuff than on network TV. And I love you. I love you so much. But, um, yeah, I just was not ready for that. I was not mentally prepared for that or physically prepared for that. And I'm very happy that I am an adult and I was not watching that like with my family or something, um, because there was, there was a lot. Mm-hmm. We saw it all. We saw it all. But Bridgerton, um, such a good show. I'm really enjoying it, or I enjoyed it. I'm very excited for season two. Um, I swear, after I watch a show, and I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but after I watch any type of show, usually I take on just a tiny portion of the main character, or like just like kind of like shows um personality so um for like a day or so i was speaking with sort of a minor british accent um nothing like actually like concrete or anything like that but um yeah that was like my little takeaway from the show like i i don't know i feel like it's kind of interesting whenever you get so involved and so kind of like enamored by a show Um, and I feel like it's almost hard not to take a little piece of the show with you, especially if you're a very like active watcher and like you really get into the story. Um, I think it's great. And then also, um, recently I watched Ginny and Georgia. Um, that show was definitely interesting. I really enjoyed it. And I'm curious to know if anyone else has watched anything good lately or if they've finished any of the shows that I've mentioned above. I am so excited because literally like today um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show is coming out and I am so freaking pumped for that because, you know, with WandaVision ending, my geek Marvel nerd side of me, it needed to be fed. And now here we go. We're eating. We're eating good. We are eating some Falcon and Winter Soldier content and I'm very, 
much here for it. Um, very excited about it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, you know, take a second and just like kind of share that, share my little like personal life, some of my personal thoughts. Um, this is like kind of like, you know, conversational, if that makes sense. It's a little bit different from how I may have previously structured the episodes where it was literally just me talking and talking and talking. I want to talk for the entire time that I'm hanging out with you, but I also want, you know, you to kind of form your opinions and let me know. And then also like, you know, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok and you listen to the pod, I love seeing when people comment that um, they listen to the pod. So please like feel free to like throw a comment on an old post. I don't know, creep down like three years in my profile and like send a comment about today's episode or DM me. I, the Zodiac episode, I definitely got a lot of opinions on that. And it was so nice to hear that people are listening and people are engaged and people are enjoying the, uh, the show and the pod. Um, yeah, it just makes me so happy, but I want to kind of get more into the meat of today's episode. And the meat is going to be kind of my personal story about procrastination, ways that I've kind of combated it, ways that I'm kind of still falling prey to it and falling victim to it. And um, yeah, just some like kind of like really good, yummy things associated with it. I well, you'll see how the cocktail and the recipe fits into today's episode. Um, I think this episode could be also like marketed as a time management episode, but really I do want to talk about my relationship behind like procrastinating and like what drives procrastination rather than just kind of getting something done and, you know, what I've done to kind of trick myself into not procrastinating and to just more so being a more productive human. So like any story, let's start at the beginning. And I think my procrastination journey kind of started a little bit, I would say maybe high school. Um, I feel like a lot of us in high school were able to kind of just like coast by, didn't really have to study, mostly just had to like knock out assignments and just kind of be present and active and in the moment. Um, so I think, you know, not having to really put in as much active time and active effort into things, um, maybe that's kind of like where my relationship with procrastination started. Then I think whenever I went to college, that was kind of when I realized that I had a very unhealthy relationship with time and I managed my time well, don't get me wrong. I got everything done on time. I was extremely active. I sat on like seven or eight executive boards in college. I had a couple like part-time jobs. I was an RA, you know, the whole nine yards. Like I was extremely involved and I was extremely like busy all the time. I don't think my time management skills were necessarily on the spectrum of me not showing up for obligations or me not getting things done on time, but I did learn very quickly that the way that I previously managed myself and operated myself, I couldn't get away with that anymore. I needed to actually put in active effort. I had more classes. I had harder classes. I had just voluminous classes where I just had to get a lot of work done in a small amount of time. Um, whether it's, you know, balancing like different schedules or different timing or like planning events, I'm getting overwhelmed just even talking about it. Um, and I think that's whenever I realized I have to kind of change 
how I operate and how I think and how I approach these situations. And that's whenever I started really talking to myself and developing this plan to kind of change my thoughts and change my way of approaching being a procrastinator. And I would say one thing that I do do <laughs> I'm such a child. I just giggled at doo doo. It's fine. Um, we're all fine here. But one thing that I have learned and that I do is I do work well under pressure. Um, I will execute a lot faster and I'll be a lot focused, a lot more focused if I um have some type of external stress or a deadline that's like closer than farther. I would say life is busy and we can't always be on top of our Sugar Honey Iced Tea, S-H-I-T, I'm not going to say it. Maybe I'll say it later. We'll see. Um, But we can't always be on top of it. And there's times where things fall through the cracks. And again, I just kind of had to like really talk to myself. I feel like a lot of times we just need to have conversations with ourselves and just say, hey, self, this is what I don't like, but you're doing great. And this is how we're going to change it. So then I like the way that we manage this process. And for me, it was getting over the fear of starting. I don't know if anyone else, uh, if this resonates with anyone. But for me, I think the main reason why I procrastinate is because I'm not afraid of getting started. But I think once I get started, I think the hardest part is starting, is making that time to actually start and do something. Like, let's use an example of just, like, regular life. If you have a bunch of dishes in the sink, what's the incentive behind washing the dishes as soon as you're done with it? You don't have them in the sink anymore. But sometimes it's like, oh, well, that's going to take time. That's going to take effort. I don't have that time. I don't have that effort right now. And that is fine. That is fine. I'm not saying that you need to have all the time and all the effort all the time. What I am saying that you need to kind of like see this like cost benefit analysis where it's like, okay, well, if I do this now, how will I benefit from this? And I think that's kind of like the baseline of procrastinating. Like one thing that I've talked about in previous episodes, I think in the example I used in a previous episode was cleaning. And, you know, I kind of bounced back and used that example as a sounding board for this episode as well. But The hardest part is starting. Once you get started, you're more likely to keep going and to execute and to finish rather than if you had never started at all. Um, And I understand that whenever you procrastinate, like, you know, it may be because you didn't have a lot of time previously and this is now finally when you can get to that and that's perfectly fine. And one thing I do want to talk about is like when you're short on time, like what you can do and how you can manage that and how you can stay nourished and this is kind of like my sneaky way to transition into the recipe of the episode um which is kind of like a time-saving recipe i shared a recipe very similar to this on my tiktok um however i thought that the pod it deserves it this recipe is amazing it is so simple and I find that there's like really good joy and simplicity and also I'm going to give a couple little tips just to make it extra scrumptious that I didn't do in my video. Um, So this is a really nice sandwich um, and it's something that I can put together in about five, ten minutes. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working 
eating or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. I like this, and I felt the need to share this because I know that life can get past us. There's days where I'm not eating my first meal until 6 p.m. And it's not necessarily procrastination related. It might just be that I have so much going on and I can't just like get away and make something and nourish my body. And I just need something quick, something that has vegetables and something that has, you know, goodness and yumminess and that doesn't suck. And this is kind of like my go-to recipe for this. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about this nice little sando that we're making. Also, I think I kind of got in the sandwich mood because one of my favorite uh, chefs, Marion Grasby, uh, she's amazing. Uh, Mary's Kitchen on YouTube. Watch her a lot um, whenever I need a second to kind of like step out of my own shoes and just watch someone else make really yummy food. Her and Joshua Wiseman, they're very much my go-tos whenever I'm watching YouTube videos. Regardless, I'm done fangirling. Um, maybe just a little bit. Long. Nah, I'm done fangirling. But, um, or fanboying. I feel like fanboy is, like, not as, like, prevalent of a term as fangirl. I don't know. Sorry. Um, let's get back into this. But uh, she made this really good, like, kind of, like, chicken katsu type sandwich, and it looked delicious. And then I was like, wow, sandwiches are just so great. They really are the SHIT, and I love it. Um, So what you're going to do is you're going to start with your favorite bread. I'm not going to tell you what bread to do, because I don't care what type of bread you use. You can use pumpernickel. You can use rye. You can use a nice Italian bread. That's what I'm using. I'm just using like an Italian loaf, and I'm going to cut it. You can use Wonder Bread. I don't necessarily, like, I mean, actually, I wouldn't use Wonder Bread. I would use some sort of, like, artisanal bread, um, especially if you want to kind of make it fancy and have, like, some nice texture. Um, but, yes, use an artisanal bread. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to brush my bread both sides, or just, like, one side, with olive oil. And then I'm also going to sprinkle with a little bit of salt and a little bit of pepper. I'm going to get a cast iron skillet or just like, you know, a skillet of any sort. And I'm going to get it like on a medium heat and warm it up. And then I'm going to press my bread down into it and it's going to get nice and crispy. Um, another cheat that you can do if you don't want to have to do the active effort is toast it. If you have a toaster oven, I throw mine in the air fryer whenever I definitely need like to just like be focused on something and have that running in the background. 
air fryer my best friend i love it maybe i'll do an air fryer recipe soon i feel like i'm overdue for one for how much i love my air fryer and how much i use it um but yeah that's the bread and then what you're gonna need is you can do a little spread like a little like rosemary garlic aioli or mayo um but i really like hot honey i don't know what the internet's obsession with hot honey is um but i'm here for it um my friend justine over at justine snacks did this really gorgeous looking avocado burrata hot honey type of deal and it just looked gorgeous and she made like her own hot honey she like i don't even know like i'm salivating literally thinking about it um so she was also on the pod a while ago so you know we love justine over here um and we love her content so you know give that a check out um but yes i am completely obsessed with the hot honey phase as well and essentially what we want to do is i'm gonna kind of like make this a little bit fancier than i did initially on my video um, i'm gonna add a couple extra ingredients that's gonna really add some big boost of flavor and really complement the other ingredients that are already there um so a cop what i'm gonna do is on my nice crusty toasty bread i'm going to add a little bit of hot honey down on the bottom i want to actually do this directly on the bread so the honey kind of gets to seep into the bread and mix with the olive oil and uh, oh my gosh it's so good and then what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna add a layer of either capricolo or like prosciutto i'm using prosciutto today um that is just kind of like what i have in my house if you have something else good for you love that for you such a journey and then what i'm gonna take is some buffalo mozzarella um Honestly, I wish I had more of a story for why I chose buffalo mozzarella. I just, I like it. You know, it's not like buffalo flavored. It's just, it's just a type of mozzarella, y'all. Um, don't come for me. Um, but I would use some type of fresh mozzarella. I wouldn't use like shredded or like sliced or anything. Like you want to slice your own fresh mozzarella. And then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to sprinkle a little bit of black pepper on that just because I like the way it looks and I like how fancy it is. And then I'm going to take some roasted red peppers. You can roast them yourself. Um, my friend Erica, Erica of Vitrini, she has an amazing roast pepper recipe. I've made it a couple times myself. It is delicious. Turns out so well. It's so easy as well. Um, she has that on her TikTok and her Instagram. Um, she's at Erica V and um it's erica with a k and two e's i feel like you can like deduce what it is but um yeah i'm gonna add some roasted red peppers and then i'm going to add some tapenade some olive tapenade uh this sandwich is actually really heavily inspired by one of my favorite uh sandwich places in new york city i'm not gonna say the name of it because it's already too many people already go but um it rhymes with pomodoro and it's called alidoro you know what i told you if you're in the city and you can get a sandwich from alidoro get it on the semolina bread it's so good so yummy um but moving back to our sandwich we're gonna add some olive tapenade or um yeah you can add just some like greek olives that you slice up i like the tapenade i get mine from trader joe's you can make yours yourself if you're feeling fancy but we're trying to make this an easy sandwich and that's why i'm using kind of like already prepared ingredients um 
and then you're just gonna pop on your top and then i mean you can drizzle with a little bit of olive oil or you can like you know let a little bit of that fire roasted tomato or (laughs) my goodness um roasted fire roasted red pepper juice like kind of like sink into like your top loaf but other than that that's your sando um it's gonna be so flavorful you have the hot honey working with like the kind of like sweetness of the roasted red peppers and then you kind of have a little bit of brininess and vinegariness from the um tapenade and then you got like the kind of like creamy mozzarella that's fresh and then just kind of like the melty buttery melt in your mouth prosciutto it's honestly just like one of my perfect sandwiches and it comes together so quickly and that's why i like sandwiches um it allows me to kind of take more time and get back into what's important which is not procrastinating and like actioning my items and now we're kind kind of getting into the part of the show where i talk about what i did to actually kind of mend my relationship with procrastinating besides just like plain well starting i think the one thing that i really did to kind of like talk to myself about my relationship with procrastinating was set up a reward system and essentially this reward system is just saying if i get this done by a certain date that is ahead of the actual due date I get to reap this benefit or I get to reap this reward. So whether that's, oh, I get to have a drink on a weeknight because I don't drink on a weeknight except during summer because, you know, I'm not an alcoholic, but it's fine. Um, I, or whether it's like, you know, I had my eye on something and I decide not to buy it immediately and wait to buy it as a reward for myself. Um, I'm going to be doing that a lot coming up. I have a kind of like road trip going into New England, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. And one of the places that we are going is Acadia National Park. And one thing that I need is like new tennis shoes and new boots and new outfits and just like, you know, a camelback water backpack, water pouch, pooch. I don't know. Um, One of my friends at Bandcamp used to have one. It's like a big two liter backpack that you fill with water and yeah (laughs) i'm so sorry but yes a reward system um and i find that that works well for me i like incentive-based systems um whether that is like you know if you do something then this is the incentive behind it i think that people respond to incentive people are and it doesn't always have to be monetary Um, another way that I kind of like combat my procrastinating is by saying, oh, if I accomplish this right now, then I can go outside and like take a walk or then I can eat lunch and dinner. And whenever I say that, like, it's one of those things that you really have to like know yourself and know where you are. I'm not encouraging anyone to give into like a disordered eating pattern and like reward yourself with food. It's more so for me to say, okay, I got through this. Now I can take a break. And if that break involves eating, then great. Um, so yes, like, I mean, 
that is a whole nother conversation. Knowing your relationship with food and knowing yourself, know thyself. Um, it, it's two different things. And that's why this system may not work for other people. Some people may never stop procrastinating and that's fine. And I never said that I don't procrastinate anymore. This is just one step that I've taken or, or a couple steps, you know, the just starting concept plus the rewards and in, or incentive-based system. These are just a couple steps that I've taken thus far to kind of like, mitigate how often I procrastinate and maybe what tasks I procrastinate on as well. Um, But one thing I've never had an issue procrastinating with is making a drink. And I think it's time to talk about our cocktail for this episode. And this episode's cocktail will be nice and strong and boozy and in the theme of saving time and all of that jazz. It'll be like that. And I would say this cocktail is also a slight um, homage to St. Patty's Day. That was this past week. And I didn't do like a St. Patty's themed episode because I don't know. I feel like there's only but so much you could talk about. Um, the only reason I'm saying it's a homage to St. Patty's is because it's going to be green. That is literally the entire reason. This drink is going to be so good. It's going to be so easy. Um, You probably have all the ingredients lying around except for maybe one. And if you don't have it, buy it. It is so worth it. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take an ounce of sour apple pucker. We're going to pour that in a glass filled with ice. And then we're going to take an ounce of vodka. And the sour apple pucker is going to give it that green color. And it's also going to give it a really amazing sour apple flavor, like kind of like a green apple flavor. And then what we're going to do is now we have two ounces of alcohol in that. It's nice and boozy. And then we're going to top that with some Sprite or lemon lime soda. You know how it goes, whatever your preference is. And that is it. You can garnish it with a lime or with like an apple slice. And I know this may seem fall-esque. And if you feel like that, um, I'm sorry, that's your opinion. That's not mine. Um, I think it is very festive and very delicious. And you can drink it year-round. Because like, I don't know, colorful cocktails are just something that I want to enjoy all year. And yeah i mean that's the cocktail it's super easy give it a stir give it a sip enjoy enjoy it immediately we are getting to business we're gonna drink our cocktail and then we're gonna stop procrastinating we're gonna get off our asses and just get it done and i think i actually want to end this episode kind of on that boozy note um and i hope that just kind of hearing about my procrastination journey and my story of how i've combated my procrastination has helped um and that you know we can just keep moving forward and keep being awesome. I am so happy that you tuned in for yet another episode, and I'm so excited to see you on the next one. And until then, remember you are wonderful, awesome, most likely beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm just Josh. Yeah, um, you're amazing. And I will see you next week on next week's episode. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Cause this podcast is new We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud My name is Miles That's all for now